As we open God's Word together, would you join me in prayer? O Holy Spirit, come. Come to our hearts, to our minds. Open them to hear again what we have just sung, that we have a Redeemer and that we have good news to share with others. Remove what hindrances there may be that would prevent us from hearing what you have to say to us, Lord, what your Spirit would move us to be and do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. People of God here at Cutler East, as followers of Jesus Christ, I've had some difficult experiences this year. It began, began when my wife and I were on a trip. Actually, it was a pretty nice trip. We thought it was going to be a cruise, which we had looked forward to for several years. And we were together with her sister and her brother. And after a few days, we had to leave him behind because he died while we were traveling. Difficult time. And a similar time also we experienced, uh, surely my wife and I are members of Covenant Churches down the street where one of our members, part of our small group. Many of you probably know the Gortzmas, so Marv Gortzma died. Marv was part of our group. We go to California to be there for my, uh, from the cruise we went to California, we to be with the family, my brother-in-law's family, he lived in Riverside, he was a pastor in Riverside. And we went to be there, and while there, I got word that the wife of my partner in ministry, where I had served for almost 20 years, the church in California, Betty died. So I went to see Larry, and we grieved together. Except I grieved partially for Larry because his mind isn't what it was when I worked with him. And so that, and then soon after we're home from a trip this summer, Twyla Gortzma dies. And so it seemed to me that it seemed a lot of those kinds of things in our lives. And what do we do? What do you do when those things happen? You turn to God's Word. And this word that we turned to was in 1 Corinthians 15. I'll read it now. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. You, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, in the last minute, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we will be changed. The perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. And when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, 
and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, dear brothers, sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor is not in vain. Powerful words, aren't they? Powerful, encouraging, challenging words. Not only do they bring comfort, but they also challenge, you know. Therefore, you know, whenever you read the word therefore, you have to ask, what's it there for? Well, simply because it connects what it has before. And therefore, this and that has to take place. And so, we, we read words like, like sting, power, sin, victory. And then having that victory, that, we, that victory in Christ Jesus. That, there's an old song of that too, right? You know, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. That's a powerful song too. Well, having that, we're called to be what Jesus calls us to be. And so we read that from Matthew 5. But you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp that, and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That they may see, that your light shines, so that they, others may see your good deeds, that's things you do, and praise him. And that's where our lesson comes today in a little different way, I think, this morning. But the word is let your light shine. And you've probably heard messages on that before because we need to let our light shine. We're living in a world that's, that's rather dark. It's very clear as you read God's Word here in Corinthians that, that we have a purpose in life. We're not just here to, to exist or move along and to spend a certain length of time predetermined or whatever. No, we're here. We have a purpose. We are equipped to be followers of Jesus Christ. And those of us, all of us here in Michigan, we're, we're very familiar with, with lighthouses, right? Many of us will take little tours to go and see them. And there's one here and there's one there. And, you know, they're not necessarily functioning in the way that they used to because we have GPSs today. And so even boats have those. But major harbors, the, the lighthouses are usually still there. And they have the, the major beams. And now, again, because of GPSs, it's quite different. And they have the, the lower beams or the lower lights, they were called. Uh, for when there are rocks and other things that would cause accidents to happen near the shore, then the lower lights would be lit so that they could guide. Now, you have the big lighthouse beaming. It's saying, here I am, here's where you need to be. But then the lower lights would also be there to guide away from rocks and to know where the harbor itself was uh, along the shore for the pilots, that is, those who guided the ship to sea. And so there could mean danger one way or the other. 
and you avoided if there were no lower lights that usually meant there were either rocks or no place to go that sort of thing and it was meant to guide the ship in well as I mentioned earlier songwriter Philip Bliss wrote a song about that too uh, he's known for the songs that we sang like peace like a river and all those the ones all of the three hymns that are in our lift up your hearts hymn book from Philip Bliss we sang this morning powerful songs well there was a time when evangelist Dwight Moody familiar name I'm sure was preaching somewhere and he told the story that and it's it's based on fact that a star a dark storm one night on Lake Erie the winds howled as they do think maybe again of Thursday night of what was happening and as you would think towards Cleveland or Lake Erie there then you can imagine it even better if you uh, I have a nephew that lives in Cleveland and he had a tornado very close to his place on the east side of, of Cleveland there and so imagine as Dwight Moody is telling the story about the storm that was taking place on Lake Erie and the sky it was dark, nothing could be seen, and the ship was rolling with huge waves and, and being tossed about. And, and so the captain and, and pilot saw the lighthouse of Cleveland, where the harbor was. Uh, but they couldn't see the lower lights to guide them in because the storm was so bad or the, the lights were not lit or whatever. And so the captain asked the, the pilot, is that the Cleveland Harbor? And the pilot answered, yeah, that is. Uh, it is, sir. We need to go there. Uh, well, the captain asked, where are the lower lights? Where are the lights that should guide us in? Well, they must have gone out, sir, or whatever. So, and so the captain asked the pilot, well, can we go in? Can we make it into the harbor without those lower lights? And the pilot answered, we have to, sir. We have no choice. If we don't try, at least we'll crash out here. And so the pilot and captain turned the ship around towards the Cleveland Harbor, but the ship missed the channel and crashed on the rocks. The boat actually sank. Over 200 people perished in the boat. People lost their lives, all of them. So Pastor Moody concluded his sermon with these words. Congregation, the master will take care of the great lighthouse of salvation. It's our job to keep the lower lights burning to guide others safely to him. You hear that? It's our light, our responsibility, our job, our duty to keep the lower lights burning to guide the people safely to him that is to Jesus to the Lord and so as a result of that message that White Moody had Philip Bliss who happened to be in the audience in the congregation however you want to put that wrote the hymn that we're going to sing and they're going to reflect on with just for a moment because there's a sermon there there's a message of encouragement in in the words uh, of let the lower lights be burning. Now, I'm, I'm kind of curious, how many of you here, if you raise your hand, were familiar with that song? Aha. Uh -huh. So, we're not, I'm not talking about, 
When I first heard about it, I had to ask my wife, who knows all the songs. I said, honey, do you know that song? Well, of course. Well, I wasn't that familiar with it, but she was. But so if you have your bulletin, we're going to look at the, the words of that song because there's a sermon in itself there, a reminder, an encouragement just in those words that I want to use to remind you and me of what our duty is. You know, Corinthians says, you know, I, you have a duty, you have responsibility. And as you read those words and you see, brightly beams our Father's mercy. And I promised my wife I wouldn't sing it, but she didn't come with me this morning, so maybe I should. But, <laughs> but I just love it. You know, you don't want to sing it too loud. It's not like you sing, like, no, but it's brightly beams the Father's mercy. Wow. Well, what is that then? What is that what is so brightly beaming? And that's the gospel. That's the mercy that we have, the mercy of grace, the mercy of good news. That's the gospel. Brightly beams our Father's mercy. That's the light from the lighthouse. That's the major beam, you might say, that you and I have. We have this message of salvation because uh, it beams from his lighthouse evermore. God's Word gives us that. There's, there's this message that you and I have. It beams brightly. And that's God's job. The message is there. The bright light is there. But notice the next word in, in, in that next line is, is but, which is when you have a change of direction, you know, but. We, we know that's a conjunction in the English language. It means, okay, we're going this way now, but, but to us. See, God gives the big light, but to us, he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Uh-huh. We have responsibility also, you and I. But to us, we have a responsibility. It's our duty. However, and many of our songs that we sang already this morning reflect that. <laughs> and then comes that refrain. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the wave. Often waves will hide. And high waves, then you can't see as much as there is with low waves. You know, you and I watch for what are the waves like on Lake Michigan, you know, this week. And is it safe for singing? Can we take our grandkids for, and go to the beach for the day and go swimming? Or is it all double red flag? You see. Let the lower lights be burning. That's our lights, your lights, my light. Uh, send a gleam across the wave. That is, let know is where it's at. For some poor, fainting, struggling seaman. Forget the word seaman here for a moment. Think for a moment, a person. Maybe it's a grandchild. Maybe it's your neighbor. But there's some person who's not a seaman, but a person in your life and in my life who needs, who needs this rescuing, who needs to come to know the Lord, who needs to know how to walk with Jesus. You may rescue. You don't actually save them because we, you and I can only point them to the Master. He does the saving. But we can be instruments of that. And so we can sing with confidence, you may rescue you may save. For dark the night, 
of sin has settled. Ah. This was written years ago. But it describes us in our country today, doesn't it? As we listen, most news reports seem to start with something, whether it's some criminal activity, or whether someone's shooting someone again, or someone, or if for a while, every time we started off with the war in Ukraine, uh, you know, dark the night of sin has settled. It describes today, too. Loud the angry billows roar. Oh, yeah. A lot of yelling and screaming, a lot of headlines, whatever. For so often, the, the weaker the argument, the louder we shout, isn't it? And we see that so often. Loud the angry billows roar. And where's the invitation? Eager eyes are watching, longing. Whose eyes are these eager eyes? Is it a grandchild? I say grandchild because I'm so aware, aware of that. that. When I think of my grandchildren, and I don't have any great-grandchildren yet, but our children are grown up. They've all committed themselves to the Lord. But now it's our concerns for grandchildren. And I'm sure many of you, you could say the same. You know, eager eyes are watching, longing. So ask yourself, whose eyes are they that are watching you? Neighbors? They're looking for the lights along the shore. They're looking for the lights that, that will show them the, the way. Now, Ed didn't pay me to say this, but when I heard the message here this week at, at Mary's funeral, I would say that Mary was one of those lights. Ed's mother. And I'm sure there are many others that, if I knew you well enough, would say, there's another light, and there's another light. And I hope you thought I pointed at you, that you think of yourself a little also as, as the lights along the shore. You and I are called to be those lights. And again, and then we're seeing the refrain again. Let those, let, Lord, let those lights be burning. Let us be those lights burning for the gleams. That is, that light needs to go out. There are a lot of strugglers out there. You know, when you think that. And then stanza three. Trim your feeble lamp. <laughs> now, that's probably, if you're a really young person, you haven't a clue what it means to trim a lamp. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to bring a piece, uh, I, uh, one of those old lamps, you know, those uh, kerosene lamps. They would have these, and, and if they weren't trimmed properly, you just had blue uh, smoke, and they didn't do the light the way they should. If you trimmed it properly, you got the maximum light out of them. See, and that's an age thing, so maybe that's why we don't sing this song so readily. But trim, well, what does that mean for us then? Trim your lights. Uh, well, not literally. We, we're, we're not lights and, you know, I don't have enough hair to trim or anything like that. So it's a matter of, of being the best person you can be. Be the person who, who shows in the way she or he lives that, that you are a child of God's. In who you are. Trim your feeble lamp, my brother says, but sister also. In other words, adjust your life in such a way that it's clear that you're producing the maximum benefit, the maximum indication of what you want to indicate of who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, for there may be some poor seaman or person 
who is tempest-tossed. Isn't that? That's all language, but it's certainly clear. There are a lot of troubled people in this world today. That's the best way to describe that. They're just being tossed all around. What do they believe? Whom do they believe? Uh, you know, you and I watch the news, and I'm not going to get political on you, but we're living in troubled times. All kinds of tossing going on. And so there are people galore trying to make the harbor, trying to, to have the relationship that they need to have. And even if they're not aware of it, they, they need to have that relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, that you have. And if, it isn't, if yours isn't what they should have, then yours needs to be what it should be. For otherwise, in the darkness, they may be lost. Wow. Hear it? Very interesting. Those are three stanzas. Now, a Canadian friend added another stanza that was really interesting. It goes something like, with the Savior as your pilot. You could sing it, but we couldn't put that on because we didn't have the freedom because of copyrights. With the Savior as your pilot, you have conquered wind and wave. Let his brightness shine through you. Be a beacon light to save. And that's basically the message that I'm trying to bring you this morning. You and I, we, if we have received that light, if we are walking in the light, if we are Christ followers, whatever term you want to use, devoted disciples of the Master, then we need to be the kind of light in the world as Jesus tells us to be. Let your light shine in such a way that others may be drawn. And that's our challenge, to be the light shining by what we say, by what we do. And so look around your world. For it's a world that's floundering, a world that's so many lost. They need to see you and me shine as lower lights, not pretending to be the big, the big lighthouse, just a little lower light, small light, but light enough to show the way. Let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord, help us be. Empower us with your Spirit to be those lower lights, pointing people to Jesus, pointing people to the truth, to the light that you provide, that you are. Hear us, Lord, for we want to shine brightly for the sake of others and the sake of your kingdom. We pray, empower us. Grant us a rich measure of your spirit that we may shine wherever little corner of the world we are and draw others to Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's rise to sing as you sing from the back of your bulletins. Uh, let the lower lights be burning. <laughs>